But we're in a series on Wednesday night about the heart. You know, when the scripture speaks of the heart, it's talking about your inner thoughts, attitudes, your feelings, your desires, and even your choices and your decisions. All of those things take place in the heart and come out of the heart. Your heart determines the outflow of your life. We read last week, uh, last week in Proverbs 4.23 that you got to guard your heart with all diligence because out of it come the issues of life. Jesus said it in Luke 6.45. He says, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, just from that verse, uh, the end of that verse, he's, he's talking about more than just our mouths. But real important, what's coming out of our mouths is coming out of the abundance of our heart. And, you know, a lot of times we might keep something in our heart from not coming out for a while. But sooner or later, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. But it's not just about what you say. It can be good or bad. And you need to understand that. But Jesus was talking about a lot of bad stuff in another place coming out in people's lives. It's uh, Mark 7, 21 and 22. But he says, from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts. You see, there's thoughts. And then he has several actions here. Adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts. And then here's some Desire, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. We just finished the series on wisdom. Foolishness, where does it come from? The heart. All of these things, Jesus says, all of these things start in the heart and come out. Our hearts are so important. Whatever's in your heart, eventually show up in your life, in your thoughts, your attitudes, feelings, desires, words, and actions. So in this series, we're focusing primarily on the parable that Jesus told. We call it the parable of the sower, but it's really a parable about four different types of hearts. And we're going to go to Luke chapter 8, verse 5 through 8. want to read the parable here. He says, a sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, the thorns sprang up with it and choked it, but others fell on good ground, sprang up, and yielded a crop a hundredfold. When he had said these things, he cried, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Here. It's so important that we hear. We don't want to be those that Jesus talked about that he said they have ears to hear or they have ears, but they don't hear. We want to truly hear with our heart what the word of the Lord says to us. That's why we always pray. But Jesus explains the parable. And the first thing that he tells us is that the seed is the word of God. This word has power in it. It has power in it to bring somebody to a new birth. 
It has power in it to set free, to heal. It has power in it to make you whole. It has power in it to bring victory in your life. There is power in the Word of God. And you need to understand this, that the Word of God always works and it always produces the right kind of results in our lives if we have the right kind of heart. You know, there's this great disconnect between the Scripture and what a lot of Christians live. I mean, you just, you know, what, what you really read in the Bible and what people live is, a lot of people at least, is at best is the real watered-down version, a kind of cafeteria style, you know, I, I like this, but I don't think I want any of that kind of Christianity. And, you know, I, I want you to understand that the problem is not with the seed, The word of God is always true and it always works. You know, one time I bought this uh, special Bermuda seed that was mixed in with some grass and and fertilizer and everything. And it was, you're supposed to be able to put it on a, on a, a bare spot and say, you just water it until it turns brown and then you water it every day and it's just super easy. I didn't get one blade of grass come up from that seed, not one. I don't know what was wrong with it, but it didn't work for me. Here's what I know about the Word of God, though. It'll work for anybody. If we believe it, if we really get it down in our heart, it will bring forth a a harvest, Jesus said, a hundredfold. Now, yeah, I'm going to tell you a lot of people have done some really strange things with that. But here's what I know that he's talking about, that it's gonna, that word is going to bring about in your life great blessing from God. You're going to see God move and work in and through your life through that. But the word of God is always good seed. Now, I've got to say, the teachings of men are not always good seed. And it's not sour grapes. I, I just, you know, I'm a pastor and I got to say it. Listen, we, we need to know, we need to be aware that there's a whole lot of stuff being passed off as teaching from the Bible. It didn't even come from the Bible. I mean, they got a verse they pulled from somewhere and, you know, stuck a bunch of other stuff on it. And even some of the uh, newest, most modern paraphrases. And, and I go to tell you, I see people quoting this stuff and pasting it on Facebook all the time. And there's a verse that I have memorized and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't even recognize that that's the same verse. And I want you to understand, when you change the word of God, it doesn't matter how good your intentions are or how cool it sounds, or, ooh, that's exciting, I never heard that before because somebody just made it up. I don't know about that seed. I know about this seed. I know that this seed always works. This is good seed. And, the, and if it didn't work, it's not because the seed isn't good. It's because our hearts weren't right. It all depends on the condition of our heart. That's what we see in this parable. But it has the power in it to transform, to change our life. But we've got to get it down deep in our hearts so that it will produce its fruit in our lives. 
Just remember this. The word of God is so powerful that this is how he created everything. He spoke it into being. It's Hebrews 11.3, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made by things which are visible. No, God spoke it all into being. That's the creative power of the word of God. And that same power is in the word of God when we receive it and we get it down in our heart. Such power is available. The first type of heart we talked about last week, it's the hard heart. These are those that hear the word of God, but the soil of their heart is like a beaten path. It's not receptive to the seed. And we talked about some of these things just real briefly. It's many times through the deceitfulness of sin. It's through religious teachings of men. Sometimes it's hurts and disappointments that have happened that have hardened their heart and the word can't get in. And this is why I call it the hard heart because it never even penetrates. It just lays there on the beaten path until the enemy comes and snatches it away. And this is what happens when people hear the word but they don't really receive it. The enemy will always come and snatch it away. It's quick and easy for the enemy when we, when we are resistant to the word of God and we won't hear the word of God. Next, Jesus talks about the shallow heart. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Luke 8, 13. Those on the rock are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. So get this. The seed gets in. It gets in their heart but they have no root. Let me read the the same parable from Matthew in the New Living Translation. He says, Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The plants sprang up quickly, but they soon wilted beneath the hot sun and died because the roots had no nourishment in the shallow soil. This is the shallow heart, and I'm sure that none of us here tonight are thinking, oh yeah, that's me, I'm shallow, right? But I think somewhere in this message tonight that all of us are going to see some things that we need to be wise about, that we need to watch out for. I can tell you this, that this is an epidemic problem with the church in America. Now some might think, well, if this is the, the rocky soil, this should be the hard heart. Oh no, 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 because you see, The hard heart, it never even gets in. This, it's received with joy. Another translation says with gladness. They hear the word and they're excited. They're happy. Some ladies went to the retreat last week. They got all excited. They received with joy. I want to tell you, The enemy of your soul, he wants to keep you from keeping that word. They receive with joy. But I can't count how many times somebody has come to me after a service 
and were excited about the church. And they talked about how they loved the worship. And they even liked the preaching of the word. And that was the last time I ever saw them. She said, right. She's heard it too. I can't tell you how many times I prayed with somebody in the altar. And some people will say, oh, they weren't sincere. But I'm telling you, I looked in their eyes. They were sincere. And tears ran down their face. And they were, they were truly sincere about serving the Lord and really being committed. And it was, you know, God was doing something in their heart, but it, their heart was shallow. And they walked out of here. They didn't keep what they had. It happens all the time with new converts. I mean, it, maybe they believe for a little while, might be a week, a month, six months, but trouble comes and they no longer believe. That's the problem with the shallow heart is, is that it doesn't last. They receive with joy, but at some point they realize that their problems didn't all go away. That's just part of the baloney gospel that's being put across a lot of the time. I won't tell you. Just serving Jesus, you know, just because you decided to serve Jesus doesn't mean all your problems are going away. No, we have an enemy. We got an adversary. And we're, we're all, Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have trouble. But we can be of good cheer because he overcame the world. But I'm just telling you that, see, sometimes people, they, they hear the word and they're, they're full of joy. They're excited, you know. Maybe God spoke to you about a certain thing, but then you got to live that life of faith. Then there's going to be a fight of faith. We see people come and go so much. I will tell you a lot of the time the problem is a shallow heart. They get committed, but then they just go back to the same old life. Now, for us who are serving God, I just want to put this out here. I, I want you to understand, I'm not just talking about converts. I'm not just talking about people getting right with God. Because I think that a lot of the time this happens in our lives when we get a hold of a truth from the Word of God and we're excited about it. But after a little while... We let it slip away. After a little while, when things get tough, somehow we're not, we're not seeing the fruit of that truth in our life because we were shallow. Now, I want you to hear me now. I'm going to give you a couple of examples. See, we, we hear teaching, preaching about prayer. We get all fired up about prayer. And then, you know what? You have a late night and it's hard to get up early in the morning and man, it, this happens and that happens. There's a, the time of testing comes and before long, you're right back where you were. Brother Ken, Brother Gary, they get up here and they talk about witnessing Winning people to the Lord. We get all fired up. We're ready to go. 
and then it didn't go so well. I don't want to do that anymore. I'm just telling you, see, we get, we're believing God for healing and, you know, believing maybe for a family member that's sick or whatever, and then it seems like things got worse instead of better, and I want to tell you, we need to solve this issue where so often we receive the word with joy. We get excited about it. But then somehow after that time of testing, we give up on it. We need to get the word so deep down in our heart, past all that rocky soil. We got to get it down in our heart so that it will last through the time of testing. Sometimes people hear that God opens the windows of heaven and pours out a blessing you cannot contain when you give tithes and offerings. And uh, side note, I hear that promise being quoted a lot without the condition, by the way. But people get excited about that. And then, you know, the first thing you know, the stock market takes a downturn or they lose their job. There's the time of testing. Is the word still true? Do you still believe it or do you give it up? I'm just telling you, this happens to us all the time in different areas of our life. Our hearts have to receive the word, but then we got to keep the word alive in our heart. You know, I've known people that believe the scripture uh, to not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers in their relationship or relationships with the opposite sex, people that they would dare, uh, date and possibly marry some, someday. And they believe that until they went through a hard time. And somewhere along the way, they changed what they believed instead of what the word says, and they ended up with something less than God's best. Here's the key, that the soil of our hearts has to not only be receptive to the word, but we got to get it deep down inside. We have to grow roots. See, without roots, our faith fails, and the seed of the word doesn't ever produce a crop in our life. In the Gospels, there's a lot of people that followed Jesus for a little while. In fact, there's tens of thousands followed Jesus for a little while. Now, when things got tough, they all left. In fact, there's one time when Jesus says to the 12, he says, will you go away too? The thousands, all those thousands of people, you know, the feeding of the 5,000, all of that had just happened. And then they all left. Amazing. You know, it's not really kind of the same today. We might not see it that stark, but there's so many Christians that don't really follow Jesus. Jesus says in Luke 9, 23, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. And here's what I got to say is that if, if there's no fruit, they're not really following Jesus. We need to get the word deep down in our hearts so it produces its fruit in our lives. So here we go. Shallow hearts are those with shallow commitment. 
Jesus said in the time of testing, they follow, they fall away. So you see, they follow Jesus as long as it's easy. Because when it gets hard, that's when they fall away. As long as it's convenient, as long as it doesn't hurt, as long as it doesn't cost anything. Jesus said that if we're going to follow him, we got to count the cost. Just like somebody going to build a tower. You got to count the cost before you start to build so that you don't get halfway and you can't finish. There are a lot of unfinished lives. They got started with Jesus, but their commitment wasn't strong enough to carry them through the time of testing. Always something more important. Oh, you know, so many people, they just don't have time. Let me put it this way. Sometimes you need to remove some rocks from your heart. Things that we have valued or we've put before the Lord. And I know it's easy for people to just say, oh, I would never do that. But a lot of times people do put other things before the Lord in their schedule, in their time, in their energy, their effort. There's other things that always get the priority in their life. I'm telling you, our commitment has to be deep or else our hearts are shallow. Shallow hearts are often the result of a shallow prayer life. Prayer's the heartbeat of the Christian life. It's all about a relationship with God. Without prayer, we don't have much of a relationship. Little prayer equals little relationship. And a shallow prayer life means no roots, no depth. Prayer is how we prepare our heart for or the soil of our heart for the word of the Lord. But it's also in part how we water that seed of the word of God. You know, see, in that rocky soil, there's no moisture. But if you water with the word of God, I'm telling you, that seed will begin to grow. Jesus said, some fell on rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. So you water it with the word of, or with prayer. Listen, we'll talk about the word in a minute, but water it with prayer Listen to this from 1 John 5, 14. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions we've asked of him. So he's talking about prayer here, and he says, if we know it's his will, we know we have the petitions that we've asked of him. Now, I want you to get this. You see, when we get a word from God, when God has spoken something to us or there's something that, you know, we, we heard from the word, we're just like, yes, that's, that's for me. That's what I need. Here's what you need to do with that. You need to pray. Because if, if it's his word, it's his will. And you see, you need to take hold of that. And with confidence, then, you pray. You don't just, you don't just leave that seed lay there. No, you take advantage of that opportunity to go to the Lord and you pray about that word that you got. See, you get a word from God, what would you get? You got a seed, and now you pray according to his will, and you know that the victory's coming. Jesus said those with shallow hearts fall away when they're tested. 
The word tested is the same Greek word that's used in the scripture when it tells us what he said to Peter in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus said to him, he says, it's Luke twenty-two forty. he says, pray that you will not fall into temptation. That word temptation is the same word as testing in the parable. But here's what he said to do about it. He said to pray. You see, if we pray, then it will help us during the time of testing. You'll be prepared for the tough time. Prayer gives you roots. Shallow hearts are shallow in the word. The word is the seed, but it's not enough to just hear it once and then go forget about it. Now, it doesn't matter how excited you get. doesn't matter how joyful you are about the word if you just heard it and then you go forget. No, a lot of the time, we need to keep it before us. We need to hear it again and again. You know, I think some Christians, they, they kind of treat the Bible like, you know, when you're in high school and you're reading that chemistry book and you got to study this stuff that you're like, I'm never going to, you know, calculus, whatever. I'm never going to use this. I'm going to just try to get by here and, you know, and then I'll forget about this stuff. I want you to, you can't do the word of God that way. Because this is something you're going to use. You're going to use this every day. And sometimes what you heard today is going to be what gets you through three or four years down the road. But you're going to use this. This is spirit and life to us. This builds our faith. This tells us the will of God, how he wants us to live, what he wants us to do. We need this. Every day we need the word of God can't be shallow in the word. No, we, if we're going to have roots, we need to stay in the word. Jesus told the disciples, or he, those Jews who believed on him, he said, if you continue in my word, if you stay in my word, then you really are my disciples and you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. But listen, they didn't get it all just because they heard it one time. They had to stay in the word. We get the word deep in our hearts. And I'll tell you, when the heat comes, when the pressure's on, we're going to have something to draw from. How do you get roots? You don't just hear it one time. You got to get it deep down. Psalm 1, 1 through 3. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of the mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by the streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither whatever he does prosper. That's how you get roots. Stay in the word. He said, meditate. Meditate. That just means that you go over it and over it and over it. The word picture here is a, a cow chewing its cud. You just keep chewing it. You just keep going over it and over it and over it. See, a lot of people, they just, they treat the word like, you know, just a quick gulp and I'm done. No, you need to meditate on it. You need to think on it. 
until it becomes part of you, till it's just alive inside of you. But he says, the man who delights, his, his, delights in the law of the Lord. I mean, you love it. You look forward to it. He meditates on it day and night. So you get it deep down in your heart. When we do that, he gives us this comparison. He says, we're like a tree planted by the water. It doesn't matter if there's a drought. doesn't matter if the hard times come. That tree is still going to be bearing its fruit in its season. You see, when we stay in the word and we love it and we meditate in it, don't dabble in it. Love it, study it, cherish it, get it down in your heart. Then even in the hard times, we're not going to fall away, we're going to flourish. See, the seed will cause you to prosper in whatever you do, but you got to get it down inside of you till it becomes part of you. So, when you're listening to preaching and teaching, um, not tonight, if you're not already, because I don't, I don't want to, like, I know I'm real confrontational sometimes. Y'all just got to put up with me. So, but, but here it comes. I, well, wait, I know I'll say it differently. It's a really good idea if you take notes. I mean, I know some of you, probably a lot of you, you've got that, um, it's not photographic because it's something you're hearing, but you just memorize everything I say or whoever's preaching, you just memorize everything they say. Anybody, listen, right now, if I ask you what I preach Sunday, half of you couldn't tell me. Here's, here's, yeah, let me look at my notes. That's right. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Especially what God speaks to you, that which comes alive to you, that which you received with joy, you need to write that down. And then you need to go back and go over it again and again and again. You need to get it down where you've got some roots. In fact, what really works well, if, if there's a word, a message, a sermon that really speaks to you, then you download it or you get a CD and you listen to it over and over and over until you really get it. It's, it's, just, it's, a, it's so easy for the enemy to just, with a little bit of trouble along the way, man, most of us get so busy and we forget and it's amazing. God gave us a great word sometimes. Something really spoke to us. And a few months later, we've forgotten all about it. Oh, that shouldn't happen. We've got to keep it alive. Listen, when you're reading your Bible, you know, you pray. And you ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand and to speak to you. And all of a sudden, you're reading and this verse comes alive to you. Or, you know, and you just feel like God just communicated something to you. Don't just leave that lay there. You some way, somehow, you got to retain that. You got to cherish when you get a word from God. You know, my wife, she gets a three by five and she writes it out on a three by five. And then she'll take that card and she'll read it all throughout the day many times and she'll Pray it in her prayer time. And I'm just telling you, you got to cherish the word. 
Keep a hold of it. Don't allow it to just slip away. Shallow hearts have shallow faith. In the parable, Jesus said, they believe for a little while. That's shallow. You notice he didn't say they didn't really believe. No, he said they believe for a little while. We got to have the kind of faith that will stand even when it seems like all hell is against us because sometimes it is. Now, if everything happened instantly, faith would be pretty easy. I mean, if it was always an instant miracle, wow. And God does those sometimes. But most of the time, we got to walk of faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. And there's a, there's a time be, between that first I believe it and I see it. And we just need to understand this. There's going to be a time of testing, he said. And so it's during that time of testing that so many fall away. We need to be prepared for that time of testing. We need to have faith that runs deep. See, the, the solution to shallow faith, here it is again. It's more of the word of God. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I just want to encourage you, see, don't let your faith get weak. You keep your faith built up by hearing the word of God. Jesus said, all things are possible to him who believes. Now, in the parable, Jesus said there would be a time of testing, right? He said, when the time of testing comes... Why are people surprised when there's a time of testing? Why, do we, why does it catch us off guard? Why do we, oh, I don't understand why this happened. Because there's a time of testing. It's going to come. James chapter 1, the scripture tells us that when we're tried, we should count it all joy. Because the testing, the trying of our faith works perseverance in us and perseverance will bring about us being mature and complete, not lacking anything. God's going to grow you up. But a lot of people don't grow up when the time of testing comes because the soil of their heart was shallow. They just give up. When all they had to do was keep believing, I just want to tell you tonight, we don't have to figure it out. We don't have to know how this is all going to work out. We just got to believe in the one that can do all things. We just got to keep trusting him. We've all seen people get excited about the Lord and then something goes wrong. Something didn't go the way they thought that it would or should. Maybe somebody said something or did something that offended them. Some people don't ever get any roots because they're always going from church to church looking for that perfect church. They find something wrong with everyone. They get offended with this and offended with that and they don't like this and somebody said something to me. 
Listen, if you leave a church because somebody said something ugly to you, you got rocks in your soil. You thought I was going somewhere else with that, didn't you? Peter was up and down. Peter was the kind of guy that could get all excited and then get sideways. He thought his commitment was really deep. Jesus, well, you know the story. He told Jesus that he would die for him. And Jesus' response to that was that before this night is over, you will deny me three times. But he also told him, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. Now, what happened then is when they came to take Jesus, Peter steps up. He didn't run and hide. He steps up with the sword. And he takes a swing at a guy and cuts a guy's ear off. I don't think he was like this expert swordsman, like he was going for that ear. I think he was going for the guy's head and the guy ducked and all he got was an ear. And what does Jesus do? Get him, yeah, go get him, Peter. No, Jesus says, no, we're not doing that. Put that sword away. He puts the guy's ear back on. And somehow, I want you to know that is not the way Peter had envisioned this going. That is not what he thought should happen here. You ever been there? Things didn't go the way you thought they should. Is not what you thought should happen. And maybe it was other people. Maybe it was even the Lord didn't do things. I want to tell you, most of the time he doesn't do things the way I tell him. You know what? That's a time of testing. When things don't go the way that you would hope they would. When things get hard. You see, that time right there, that's when you got to stand and believe. Don't be shallow. You, you make up your mind that when those times come, I'm not giving up what I got. Now, we all know that that wasn't the end of Peter's story, that after the resurrection, that he was restored. He got it together. And I want to tell you tonight, if you've been shallow in your commitment your prayer life, your devotional life. That's not the end of your story. You need to make up your mind that you're going to grow some roots. Keep your faith strong. Stay in the Word. Don't listen to doubt and unbelief, but keep your eyes on Jesus, the author, the finisher of your faith. Because if we're deeply committed, if we'll pray and stay in the Word, we keep our faith strong, we're going to have roots and we're going to see a great harvest in our lives. Amen. Amen. Stand with me. We're going to pray.